0: We get to work, it's three o'clock, we're in the office, and he goes to Sean, and he's like, bro,
1: my elbows are killing me,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Manny Project Podcast, where we reveal true stories of health, fitness, exercise, nutrition, success, and most importantly, failure. My name is John Meningus, and on this podcast, we hope to learn, get motivated, experiment, have fun, and be inspired. Welcome to the Manny Project Podcast. This is episode number 26, and on this episode, I feature an ex coworker, a really responsible dude. Someone that worked with me for about three years and someone that was uh, an awesome guy to have around the workplace. His name is Marcello Correa. He is now currently a Peel PO police officer and I wish him all the best of luck in his future career. The reason why Marcello is on this podcast is over the last three years, we've talked to each other multiple, multiple times at work, whether it be between customers, with customers, with staff, and We just had a really good time talking about health, fitness, and finding a way to get every single bit out of our body and our health. And I can't think of a better way than to have this discussion with him, have it straight here on the podcast, and of course, a little bit of talk about our good times at National Sports. I hope you guys enjoy the episode.
0: Manny? Is that Rachel there? No, I'm using her (laughs) iPad. I don't have Zoom. (laughs)
2: Oh, it's all good, man. Can you see me? I can't see you, no.
0: Hey. You don't have Zoom, man? No, man, dude. I'm no. the least computer tech-savvy guy there is.
2: You don't have a, uh, a computer with like uh, just a webcam. That's all you basically need, dude.
0: I do, but the lighting, it's built in my room, and the lighting's not the greatest. Uh, who cares, dude? And then I was going to use it on my phone, but the camera, whatever,
2: man. I'm not going to lie. My camera here is pretty shit right now. And to be honest, I've been literally trying to fudge with the lens just a little bit just to actually like get it to focus, but I can't get it to focus. And this is the best I can get it right now. I'm struggling right now, dude. like, I've been hustling all day. The traffic on the 401 was ridiculous. So I had to go like side roads to get here. Like it was bad.
0: It was dude, bad. i bad,
2: man. Ah, don't worry, man. It was my fault for putting you. it out at 7.15. I saw you enter the chat like much earlier.
0: No, I just, I entered it to, uh, get it set up, make sure there was no difficulties or.
2: Guy, you yeah, look no. like you're having a hard time over there. No, I'm good.
0: <laughs> I'm good, man.
2: Hey, uh, if you want, you can go to the school of technology with Mr. Daya.
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> dude. I see that guy all the time, man. Do you? Yeah. Tim Hortons. <clears throat> you try to break down the cell phone with you. No, he stargazes. He's stargazing. Yeah, man, I pull up, get a coffee, and I see him in, like, this, the corner, just looking up at the sky, you know, his typical... Yeah,
2: yeah, in the parking lot? Yeah. Getting a suntan in uh, in May? Dude, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go too, too far into it, but uh, someone needs to help him out with some technology. He needs some help.
0: Probably on his level, man. What's that? I'm probably on his level. No, no way, man. <sighs> Dude, I get tripped heavy, even at work, with my lack of technology
2: so mr dyak is taking two days off next week because he wants to learn how to use his cell phone (laughs) (laughs) so paul uh you know you can want to take two days off i don't really care but if you need to learn how to use your cell phone like there's plenty of people here at the store that know how to use the cell
0: phone didn't you say that like last year man i remember him when he first got the phone
2: Maybe when you got the phone, but now this time I think uh, Canadian Tire is trying to be a little bit more specific with like, you know how like we're a little laid back with the schedule and like it's day force, it's just whatever, go on day force and find it.
0: <laughs>
2: now it's Canadian Tire, so you got to imagine, I don't know, 150 staff members. Like you can, not, you're not going to have access to a, a scheduling manager or your store manager all the time. It's just you've got to just be able to be, you know, using your technology to help you where. With Paul, there's no such thing as that. But it's Mr. Can't Dayak. Tell
0: you how much I miss that guy, man. It's Mr. Dayak, man. It's Mr. Dayak. What's going on with awesome. you? You finally got a break? Yeah, man. Four, four off right now. Did a four on. Four and four, then, right? All the time. Four and four. Two yeah. days, two nights, and then two four days, days. It's off.
2: Uh okay, we we could definitely talk about that because I have that in my notes for you today. So don't worry, I got
0: notes for you. Oh man, you're sad. Damn holy smokes.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I I'm doing this a little bit differently because uh the first couple I, I winged and I didn't mind the way it actually worked out, but I think when uh I broke down the episodes and I actually started like kind of shaping the way I want the podcast to look like, uh I got more answers when I come prepared and my sheet ripped in half. But I get more answers when I come prepared. So Sometimes when I have a guest here, like uh, we'll talk, I'll get the notes, and I'll be like, "Oh fuck, there's like two other questions I should have asked." But at least I come, uh, at least I come prepared.
0: Anything with bro science on
2: that list, you got to ask, boss. Oh yeah, don't worry. There's bro science on here, we'll get into <laughs> bro science. <laughs> we'll get into bro science. Don't worry. Uh, oh man, man, welcome to the podcast, dude. Welcome to the Manny Project Podcast. Thanks. Man. Uh, I know we had many, many conversations at the store. Whether you used to work at the store or whether you just pop your head in sometimes, and you always kind of picked my brain about why I would be doing a podcast or what I always thought about health and fitness. So uh, I'm glad to have you here because now we can actually have a conversation, a recorded conversation, something that we can talk about uh, and get some, you know, misconceptions out there, get some thoughts and theories out there, get the way that you train, and get the way that you're actually dealing and working with your daily lifestyle as it is right now so uh we'll get into a whole bunch of those things we'll get into a whole bunch of those things but uh welcome to the manny project podcast man
0: thanks man thanks for having me
2: Appreciate anytime that. dude anytime anytime um just just for a staple just for the standout give us an intro as to who marcello is how do i know you give some of the listeners you know the background story about who you are
0: yeah so i think uh last time i spoke to you manny my mindset has shifted on the health and fitness from typical oh, okay. bro science and the bodybuilding split and everything. So, nice.
2: I thought you, I thought you were going to say the last time I saw you when I was like trying to be firm with you guys and get your just, just move out of the fucking way of the store.
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad you have me on here because we can chat and get a little more in depth. And uh, my mindset has changed, so we can talk about that shifted a little more like yours now. But anyways, a little brief, brief intro myself. Used to work with Manny at uh, National Sports. I uh, was there for seven years. I was a key holder there for Manny. One of the best managers hey. I've had. Taught me a lot and Thanks, was very, page- very patient with my uh, stubbornness.
2: Dude, with the staff so- that we work with, patience is a virtue at that store.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, fitness. Man, ever since I was four years old, I think it really sparked it. I was a high-energy kid. Never forget uh, one night I went to bed and I couldn't sleep throughout the night and I see uh, my dad has a show on the TV and it's, it's wrestling. Kurt nice. Angle versus the big show. Kurt and the big show. Okay. Is this Kurt long-haired big, big show. show at the time? No, this is this is Buzz Big Show, Buzz Cut okay. nice. Friday night, SmackDown. Nice. And I was like hooked, man. Nice. And ever since then, I was bouncing off my stairwell, frog splashing my sister. rkoing kids at recess getting myself in trouble and from then man my parents had to put me in something to get me
2: Were you was your sister younger or older sorry she's younger younger you're younger got
0: it she was kind of my punching bag and that's what led my parents to say hey listen we got to do something with this kid he's got too much energy (laughs) so
2: they ended up putting
0: me in uh, martial arts so that's what started from there and then did that for seven years got my black belt in taekwondo
1: Cool.
0: While doing that, I started playing soccer, sort of really getting involved in soccer, having fun with that. So when I was 16, I got my black belt, enjoyed my time doing Taekwondo and pursued soccer a little more heavy, got more involved in that. And Yeah, from there, always doing cardio and bodyweight exercises for me. it, It was good. It kept me fit, kept me healthy.
2: You're talking about soccer specifically, or are you talking about the extra of going to the gym?
0: Soccer and Taekwondo, so having a good foundation as a kid, I was doing very functional, like always core workouts, working my glutes, my legs, pull-ups, things to keep me strong. And then with soccer, it was always the cardio, so I was always a very thin, and I'm still thin, Yeah. fit, <laughs> fit kid. <laughs> And then I started working at national sports. So, 16, that's when I left Taekwondo. I was in grade 11. And I was still playing soccer. I started working at national sports. I was ending high school. Stopped playing soccer at a high school. I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. I ended up getting a scholarship. Started partying a little bit more. <laughs> and then I met this one guy who I worked with by the name of Mark Emberg. Oh, boy.
2: Mr. Emberg. <laughs> Who had the
0: biggest triceps till this day. I'm still jealous of how big his triceps are. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I got to look like this guy. So I think it was 18 at the time when I decided, okay, you know what? I'm sick and tired of doing cardio, sick and tired of doing body weight exercises. I'm going to start lifting weights, eat eat some more food and put on some size. And that's what I did, man. From I think from 18... I'm 24 now, 18 to 22, 23. Yeah. My mind was filled with bro science, man. Didn't know what (laughs) the heck I was doing. And then, yeah.
2: So as your, you know, as your health and fitness lifestyle evolved, can you explain what bro science is? Because I know we know what bro science is, and I know that there's a YouTube page solely on bro science, but what's bro science really?
0: I don't know the true definition, but to me, it's complete. <laughs> it's it's fitness with complete nonsense. It's your Guidos from Woodbridge with the gold chains.
2: Whoa, whoa! whoa.
0: Biceps, biceps every day, man. It's
2: <laughs> the chest,
0: the chest, chest on bumps. Mondays.
2: Straight up arms and uh, no legs, right?
0: Chest, back, shoulders, legs. Yeah, man. And,
2: and cell phone between reps, right? Cell phone between cell reps. phone
0: between reps, quick. Uh, Quick lady check, make sure the pump's going, you know. <laughs> but, but man, that's what I consumed. And there's a lot of information on the internet. And as a kid, not knowing anything, just partying. And I was training to look good. Yeah. yeah. I went from actually doing things the right way and listening to people who knew what they were doing with my soccer coaches, my martial arts instructors who were training me the right way. And I said to myself, you know what? Screw this. I'm tired of being that skinny kid. I want to have triceps like Emberg. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever it takes. And that's what I did, man. I was on YouTube. I was talking to Mark, giving me tips and yeah, yeah. didn't know what I was doing, man. And it got to the point where I was pushing so hard and eating so much. I just didn't feel good. Yeah. I gained weight, gained size, but it didn't get me anywhere, man. I I was playing uh, men's league soccer at the time. I started becoming slower. I wasn't as mobile. Uh, I was more moody. If I didn't get a workout in, man, I was just moody. And yeah, I then wasn't working out until my recent job. Now, everyone doesn't know I'm a police officer, field Regional Police. And prior to getting training, we were instructed with someone. So we were put through a six-month program of straight physical activity the vigorous tests and mostly physical, I believe, right? Mostly physical. Yeah. yeah. And it was cardio based. <laughs> so entering that, some of the cardio in my life to completely stop doing it. My cardio was walking around the store, in national sports. Get out of here. I was like, Hey, this isn't worth it. So my mindset changed on fitness and I'm grateful I went through that because now I train a little more functionally and I'm back to what I what I'm doing before with a little more weights, a little more intensity
2: and yeah. Cool. Sounds good, man. So we actually started talking about bro science, but I'm going to come back to that actually, because I'm going to, I'm going to kind of do this in a slightly different order than I normally would, because I think you offer something that a lot of other people are interested in and a lot of other people try to cope with, but probably don't have any answers to. And I want to see if you have the right answers to it, but it begins with your occupation and your job. So again, working with the Peel PO Police, I believe. Yep. yep. Um. Yep. How, how long long you been at it fo- so far officially?
0: About eight months. I was hired. Eight months. Been on so? the road. Been on the road doing shift work for about three months now.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, I just want to say congratulations, man. Because when I worked with you at National Sports, wasn't too long ago, you were my uh, key holder. You were my uh, multi-purpose key holder and what i like to do is i like to have those multi-purpose like multi-trained people because they know how to do everything and uh i got to saw you or i i actually saw you grow up from the kid that barged into the office demanding more shifts on his fucking schedule to a guy that you know kind of matured out a little bit so uh i want to congratulate you on moving on in life moving on to the next step and i also want to thank you the service that you provide to serve and protect the people so I know that there's kind of a weird stigma about police officers out there I know a bunch of police officers and no one can really put how much risk you accept by being in that role unless you're actually physically in that role so I want to say thank you for your service thank you for serving and protecting and uh, I wish you all the best in your brand new career that you're starting off, man. So all the best to you, man, because police officers, you guys are a dime a dozen. You guys, you guys keep things in order. So I really wish you guys all the best of luck and all of the stigma about, you know, defunding the police and taking away, you know, resources away from the police officers. That's BS. In fact, you should probably be putting more resources into police officers if you want them to become better.
0: Yeah, man, you know. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Wasn't expecting that. But yeah, like you said, you nailed it. Resources is what's key, man. Defunding us isn't going to do anything. And I know I'm brand new. I'm a rookie, but resources is exactly what we need. It's like physical activity training. You can train a thousand times for a high risk situation. And the one time it does happen, you've got to be ready. You're on the go. You know what I mean? So more training, a better understanding for the public to see what goes on me being brand new, you know, coming from a retail background and entering this world of policing, it's like, Holy smokes, especially my first month. It's like all this stuff goes on like, wow. So like you said, training and it starts with your physical activity without physical fitness. When you choose policing, you can't be unfit. And you know that many every time someone comes in the store, you know, chasing people out. You have to have that cardio. <laughs> you have to have that cardio. And I, so,
2: you have to have that, yeah. that cardio and that courage to walk into that shelter across the street, you know?
0: Been there a few times since my <laughs> job. I know you
2: have. I know you have. Um, but I want to say, uh, I want to kind of like break down what that means to be a police officer because I, I actually don't think that a lot of people understand how complicated that could be for one individual. And you're, a new person walking into the fields, whereas I bet other people, whether they're officers or nurses live a very similar lifestyle and that's shift work. We had many, many conversations about this at the store. What is shift work like and how has that really changed you?
0: When I first started working shift work, the first person I actually thought it was you. Really? Cause you, you're the first person that I, I really talked about health and fitness with in depth. And I think who had the same passion for it. But not bro science. You. Not bro science, man. <laughs> no bro science. When you go back to the store, tell Emberg, man. Well,
2: oh, no. no he's no going to go listen science. to this. Don't worry. I'm sure he's going to listen.
0: But, um, yeah, you're the first person who really sparked my interest in health and fitness. And I actually took a lot of tips that you said. And I still remember it to this day. The circadian rhythm is. Mm-hmm. huge man huge totally. and when you're when you're doing shift work it completely throws it off and it's terrible for you yeah i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything it's it's terrible <laughs> you're, you're eating at times you shouldn't be eating you're up when your body wants to sleep so for me combating shift work the first month was hard when you're working 12-hour shifts you're starting at seven o'clock at night coming home at seven in the morning I tried finding something that worked for me. So I tried staying up. The, I tried to stretch as late as I could the previous day shift. So I got to work 6 a.m. to 6 at night. I tried to stay up till 2 or 3 in the morning that day. Okay. Because the following day, you start at 7 at night.
2: Oh, okay. So you have like a bigger gap.
0: You have a bigger gap. So I try to stretch that last day shift. Stay up as much as you can. Okay. This way, you're waking up a little later, so you're ready to go for the night shift. Okay. That didn't work for me, <laughs> Just, and there's many other things that I tried. But what I do now that I started that that works for me is I'll go to bed an hour after my day shift.
2: An hour after the day shift. Okay. So, if so I'm like about seven o'clock, eight o'clock, or so o'clock, at night. o'clock.
0: I come home. I'll eat dinner. Um, I'll unwind. Just, I'll have like a chamomile tea, try to get myself to sleep. I don't rely heavily on supplements, like the melatonins, uh, like the Nyquils. I try to stay away from that because yep. you're going to become dependent on it. So it, my approach with anything is I try to stay as natural as can be. So wake up probably sorry. around.
2: Oh yeah. Sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad.
0: So probably wake up around seven, eight o'clock in the morning that day. I'll have a workout, go for a long walk. This way I'm a little fatigued so I can have like a two, three hour nap. And then I can start my my night shift. Okay.
2: So at the so, start of this podcast, when I first got you recording, are you day, day, night, night, or what is your week? How does it like look? Is it the same every week or does it change?
0: So it's a four day rotation. So we're going to do two day shifts followed by two night shifts. Okay. So
2: somewhere have- in the, somewhere for sure in the middle you're always getting that large gap.
0: Exactly. Okay. So that's good. from the that's good. second day shift, yeah, from the second day shift. That's good. To the first night shift, you have that gap. So I will try to work out, try to nap. Just make it work. It's tough, man. It's difficult, but I'm slowly starting to get in in the gist of it. Yeah. The hardest part is the first day coming off the night shift. <laughs>
2: Well, that's like your recovery day, isn't it,
0: basically? It is my recovery day. Yeah. Yeah. It is my recovery day, yeah.
2: So how do you treat that day? So what does that day look like? Because that is your recovery day. You got two early days or two regular shifts. When I say regular shifts, I mean more like daytime shifts, like a regular person would work. But then you got your two night shifts. What does that recovery day look like? So you're getting home at like, what, 7 in the morning?
0: Getting home at 7 in the morning and I sleep right away. (laughs) Right away. Is it easy to? So far, I don't have any problems with it. That's good. I bought a sleep mask. Nice, nice. Bought a sleep mask. So a lot of people I work with, man, got the whoop strap.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Old Young guys, something. old guys, like
2: what kind of guys? Both,
0: both. both. Nice. So the thing with policing that I actually like, sorry, man, I keep changing the subject. But sorry,
2: man, I, I'm, I'm bouncing yes. all over the place too.
0: But um, they're very health conscious and I, that's what I love about this job. No one I know in my platoon doesn't work out, doesn't care about what they're eating. They're very health conscious. And being around that environment, it motivates you and it pushes you to stay in shape and they keep you in check, right? So that's one thing I do that I like. So I sleep right away when I get home, 7 a.m., I'm sleeping. I sleep for about five, six hours. It's hard for me to sleep past 12.30,
2: So you only get a couple hours,
0: a couple hours, man, five, six hours. And when I get up, I just feel off. I don't have that same energy because I just worked night shift. My circadian rhythm is all over the place. Now i got to reset it. Yeah. So what I do is I'll eat like a big meal as soon as I get up. And it's all recovery from there. That day is my recovery day. So what it does is I eat a big meal. Um, I'll go for a nice long walk. And I'll stretch and do yoga right after my walk. What's killing me right now is I don't have any saunas. <laughs> is this day one, that. by the
2: way, for you? This is, is this your recovery day today?
0: This is not my recovery day. No. Okay. My recovery day was Thursday. Uh, it was Tuesday, was my recovery day. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're well on. So in a pre COVID life, I'm a big sauna guy huge huge so i love the sauna all the benefits that come with it the heat proteins exerting yourself to the point where it's it's the best i can't even describe it no it, I it's get the best you. recovery um and it helps me sleep going in the sauna helps me sleep i'm big on the cold the heat cold um i think shock. cold shower yeah,
1: yeah. cold yeah. shower cold shock, sauna
0: yeah. So that that helps me big. So what I do is after my yoga session, hop in the shower, cold, two minute cold shower, freezing cold. Yeah. That's a game changer as well. And then I'll hop in an Epsom salt bath. I'll bathe in there with uh, some Epsom salt for about half an hour. Yeah. And then I'll just chill. I'll have another meal. Have another meal. Big tea guy. Have a tea, and I sleep for about. 10 to 11 hours just to try to make up for that yeah for sleeping five six night six hours on the night shifts try to have 10 10 11 hours sleep this way by the second day off i'm back in rhythm it doesn't back onto the daytime
2: rhythm i guess
0: yeah my circadian rhythm starts to pick back up and it doesn't throw me off so
2: it's good Um, I actually kind of like the fact that you said sleep mask, because what I said and what I I have here in my notes is specifically, how have you adjusted your sleep? So obviously, your sleep is now dependent on your workplace. But for me, whenever it's 11 a.m., 12 p.m., 1 p.m. in the afternoon, and I want to take that midday nap, it's too bright outside, man. I can't take that nap because it's so bright. Like, I just feel like that light's on me all the time. So the fact that you got the sleep mask, is it like the full, just the eyes, any light in at all whatsoever? Man, like, what's I got the
0: good one. It's weighted.
2: Oh, nice, <laughs> it's not nice. Ma- have
0: you heard of man to sleep? I think
2: so. Does it actually play a sound as well too? I think I heard about that one.
0: No, I'm not that bougie, man. Oh, that okay, okay. That pretty good. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, no, it's weighted. It's amazing. So it puts pressure on my eyes. Nice. Like not my surrounding my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because I think pressure. if it puts
2: pressure on the physical eye, you're in trouble, man. Oh
0: yeah, man. <laughs> but man, the pressure, like it just stimulates. I don't know. I just feel relaxed. Yeah. Another thing I'm I should be getting is uh, blackout curtains. With COVID, it's, it's been hard to find, in the measurements. Looking online, it just hasn't worked out. But blackout curtains is it's, a big it's one. good because anything with light, man. Uh, me, I never worked a night shift. You know, with National, I have afternoon shifts. And, and sometimes shifts. we
2: used to do those late, like 930 shifts, but that wasn't even that late anyways, right? Uh,
0: exactly. 10 o'clock, but you're tired. By the time you get home, I was like you, man. I was a gym guy. Go to the gym, wake up, go to the gym, work for eight hours. And by the time you get home, you're you're tired.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And your circadian rhythm is still in balance. You're, you go to bed at 11 o'clock, wake up. Waking up at the same time every day, man, it's, it's crucial.
1: Yeah.
0: Me being a healthy guy doing this career it's and the fight and flight of this job like it's highs and lows
2: oh yeah i can imagine you can have those peaks you know in your first hour of starting your job and you still have you know 11 hours to go that day right exactly
0: and i'm not used to that working at a national yeah you get you get highs you get lows but for the most part you're even keeled
2: yeah unless you work with uh you know mr all fans (laughs) <laughs> love you. I,
0: I love I love you bro I love you Tony but that's a story <laughs> for a different day man but
2: but yes uh, there's definitely highs and lows and trying to adjust to that too
0: yeah man like I remember my last shift you know it was a quiet night and you're you're tired it's 2-3am uh, nothing's gonna happen you're quiet and then you get that hot call and you're like okay well, we gotta go and that's when you start you start escalating, started to get, you can't get in that tunnel vision. That's where your breathing comes into play. Nice. nice. So to control your breathing and you got to see the big picture. Okay. What am I going to do? We have to have a plan in every situation. And it starts, it really starts with, with your health and your fitness, man. Because if you're, if your health and your fitness isn't off and if you're not making that a priority, you can't be going in these high stress calls because if you're not physically prepared for what's going to happen it's game over. You need to mentally prepare, physically prepare for things that people don't see in their lifetime. We, we see almost every day, right? Yeah.
2: Things that we would watch in movies is things that you guys would probably see every day.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy to sound like I know I'm only 24 years old. I've done a bunch of construction jobs and worked the uh, sports retail. And for me, it's an eye opener, like, Holy smokes. Okay. You know what? I got to up my fitness and up my my health because I'm doing something that's not really healthy yeah. in a sense. Oh, with night shifts and the fight or flight. So doing, having solid and set practices, that's what's the game changer, man. And you got to be disciplined with it because it's not always easy.
2: Health and fitness at your, uh, at your number one priority, I think is key. Uh, But you also talked about flight or fight. So you talk about like those moments where you're going to be at your, absolute peak you're on alert and you got to be mentally ready but like i said you might also have those you know downtime so you might have that peak in your first hour but you also might have some downtime for you know the next 8 hours and have to ramp it back up have you had a lot of moments where it's straight up and straight down and you've had to like manage that energy to be back at that middle point or not yet
0: yeah i have uh, I've, I've had some pretty high stress calls i don't want to get too into it but it's That's cool don't have to get any specifics, but um, yeah. So uh, like I said, I've, I've learned a lot from the points that you taught me the point of managing your energy. And like I said, it's, it's very beneficial having someone who shares that same passion of health and fitness. Cause you were the first person who I can really talk to about this, who shared that same interest of being healthy. And I'm not bro science, big biceps, you know, kind of healthy, but managing your stress, your mobility and your longevity, like it's crucial. So for me, I always start my day, my shift with some sort of physical activity, whether that be a workout, a long walk or some some yoga, because it gets me in that right mental space. I agree. So even when the day is quiet, I still have that because it, it prepares me for the shift. So I'm, I'm already in that right mindset just in case things do go south. So if it's quiet, yeah, okay. I'm not doing much, but I'm still in the back of my head. I feel good. My diet's good. I eat healthy. So I know I'm going to perform on my best if it does happen, yeah. if, if something does go down. And, and yeah, man, it's...
2: Yeah, I know you mentioned breathing earlier, but I kind of want to see. So again, if you're at that high peak, because again, it happens to us at work too. Like, don't get me wrong. I know it's not the same field, but we have highs and we have lows. Obviously the highs of your job and the highs of our job are not the same, but um, for me at my store, whenever you have those highs, you've always got to find a way to bring yourself back down and you can't come crashing down. If you come crashing down, you're setting yourself up for failure because the next time you have to go back up, you're not able to go all the way back up. You know what I mean? So how how do you find yourself like trying to bring that stress level that was all the way up here? What tips or what tricks do you use to like, just bring yourself back down slightly in order to, you know, get back to that normal level?
0: Have you heard of box breathing?
2: Box breathing? I have not heard of, but I, I do focus a lot on like nasal breathing specifically.
0: Have you heard of Wim Hof. Have you heard of him?
2: No. The Iceman?
0: The Iceman? Wim Hof? No, no game changer man so he's a very unorthodox search him up but he's gone through a tough life okay um his wife committed suicide right in front of him and it kind of messed him up a little bit He has he had had to raise five kids didn't have any money so he went on a mission to basically change his life and uh, help people who overcome trauma and better deal with stress and it's through his breathing. He has this breathing exercise. What he does basically is you take 11 deep breaths and you hold the breath and you hold, I do it every, every morning or every night. It's a 10 minute breathing exercise and you hold your breath. You take these breaths in through your stomach and it's like a, it's a wave. You breathe it into your stomach up in your head and you hold it You breathe out when you do that 10 times. And then on the last breath in, you hold for about a minute, 30 seconds. And then you hold it for about 15 and you release. And it's a 10 minute cycle followed by a cold shower right after that search up. It's called the Wim Hof method. Wim Hof, the Wim Hof method, man. I think you'd like it.
2: I'll take a look at it.
0: But, um, Game like, I just feel so. My my clarity is just amazing. Yeah. But, so yeah, I, I started incorporating his method, and uh, that really helped me out a lot.
2: Yeah. I think uh, I think breathing people take for for granted, and something specifically that I use in bed. So whenever I'm going to sleep, and I'm trying to prepare my body to actually, you know, have a good night's sleep is I try to have probably about five extremely, extremely deep breaths in through my nose. So hold it in and then I hold it in for as long as I probably can without like causing too much stress, but then slowly exhale that. And I do this in my pillow. I don't know why I do it in my pillow. I should do it like mm-hmm. when I'm sitting up or something, but uh, I've gotten used to this, you know, a little bit, a little bit of a method of taking five really good deep breaths because what also happens throughout the day is, you know, again, if it's your work, if it's my work, Or if someone's working at, like, you know, Walmart, we're moving around a lot. We're talking to people. We're walking. We're reorganizing things. Like, the one thing we never really focus on is the way we actually take air into our system and the way that air actually goes through the system. And I think for me specifically, most recently is now taking in through your nose. Because if you take it in through your mouth, I mean, you could take in air, but you're not taking in nearly as much as your lungs can actually hold. But if you take it in through your nose, like you're taking in, double maybe even triple the amount of volume that you normally would even though your mouth is bigger Mm -hmm. so I've been focusing a lot on that but the Wim Hof method I'm going to definitely take a look at because uh I think breathing is something that will unlock anyone's health and fitness and on top of that you obviously talked about sleep and I think that sleep is the number one thing to actually help you with recovery so I know you're doing some shift work can you give me some tips to overcome some shift work and how you find a balance between sleep, recovering, and being at your best. Just some general tips to, you know, overcome those late hours.
0: Yeah, so um, diet. Diet, diet, diet. You can't train, out train a bad diet. Um, I like to eat foods that make me feel good. So I don't eat for taste. kind of eat for performance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Big probiotics guy, Manny. Big kombucha guy, man. Good for you. Sad we can't have that final toast off at the end of the podcast.
2: Uh, that's okay, man. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's not COVID-friendly anymore.
0: <laughs> but big, yeah. Big on the probiotics, man. Kombucha. Started incorporating that. Um, but like I said before, big tea guy. Good. There's a lot of ingredients in tea that help you perform, help you feel relaxed and give you a little calm energy. Mm -hmm. So big on that. And then, yeah, just basic things. Sleep. Try to sleep as much as you can. A 15 to 20 minute power nap. Take that on your lunch. We get an hour and a half lunch as police officers. Uh, Some people like to work out. It's hard to plan. with; You never know what's going to happen throughout the day. So I like to work with either after the shift or before the shift. And then on my lunch, throughout the night or even to the day, I'll take like a 20 minute power nap. And studies actually say a, a shorter time period of napping creates better effects. Like it it does. I think it's tw- 23 minutes was the time.
2: Yeah. A shorter time period does. Uh, however, uh, yeah, a shorter time period yeah, definitely I, does. A shorter time period definitely does.
0: So I started doing that. And then um, big one like herbs and spices, man. Good. Um, well, you're getting some of that in your
2: teas as well, too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. So my diet's pretty consistent, man. It's pretty plain, pretty dry. Um, So it starts with eggs and oatmeal in the morning. Um, Lunch, I'll either have like a chicken or a fish, with some sort of, like a sweet, some sort of carb, sweet potato rice. But I manage that. I don't try to eat my carbs too late in the day. Uh, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, so it's strategic, and you learn all these things, and I'm grateful that, as police officers. How much they trained us on diet, your fitness activity, and I'll touch on that maybe later on in terms of like your training style and how to incorporate it. But I eat every two to three hours and I eat strategically, I don't eat too much carbs, my protein's higher, but yeah, I always have vegetables, greens, fruits, and yeah, man, just try to eat healthy, no deep fried stuff big on cheat meals though man on my days off i believe strongly that a cheat meal is is necessary man <laughs> which like, is if not two, the number one go-to oh man was that some mississauga the shawarma <laughs> or c and dubs burger oh yeah, yeah but man i think it eating clean all the time it's it's not fun. It's not exciting. And no, you I know that, man. drift. I know. I know. So having that that cheat meal, it, it refuels you.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It totally does. I think, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely important that you need to let go because it's really yeah. nice that you're regimented and it's good that you're staying on par. But like you said, it's not always the sexiest thing to do, man. It's it's not the prettiest thing to do, but it's the most effective. It's just not the prettiest to do. So if you have to mentally take a cheat day, like that's there's nothing wrong with that.
0: I'm not Tony Alfano style where it's just like asparagus and then fish and the oven no, no, no it's
2: chicken and broccoli.
0: Or, or chicken broccoli salmon.
2: <laughs> Chickly broccoli salmon and what we found out the other day is a lot of eggs.
0: <laughs> a lot of eggs. Yeah, a lot of Was eggs. Is it him who had uh, the eggs for dinner? Was he <clears throat> the eggs for dinner kind of guy?
2: Not that I know of. Um yeah, you're talking about eating your eating habits and you know having some el- healthy eating habits. Um what challenges do you have? With eating on work, especially since you have shift work.
0: Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. I thought, like, okay, you could think to yourself, imagine eating dinner at like three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. but you delay your meal time. So if I start a night shift, for example, because day shifts don't really change but eating wise, your days are the same. Days are the same. And you know me, got in trouble for this. <laughs> I'm always eating. <laughs> That's one thing that sucks about retail. Can't eat?
2: <laughs> no, you can't eat. You just got to clean up your milky that you dropped at the cash.
0: Bro, lasagna. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm eating over two to three hours. Okay. Um, are you packing?
2: Like, are you meal prepping or are you just packing like, snacks with you?
0: I don't meal prep. I cook my meals. I just don't have a specific day for meal prepping. So I'll come home and I'll cook my meal. Okay. But it's, it's quick, basic, bland. Like I said, I don't really eat. It's not sexy at all. Like it's sweet potato with salt and pepper, chicken breast with garlic, oregano, salt, pepper, maybe a little barbecue sauce. It's plain. But for me, it does the job, man. Um, night shifts, when I wake up, i waking up two o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, and I have breakfast. Then I'll have lunch at, five, six, with some snacks in between. So, And then meeting dinner at three o'clock in the morning. Not too carb. When I work night shifts, stay away from the carbs, heavy carbs. Okay. Because I'm going to crash.
2: I was going to say, do you find yourself either staying up too much because of that high, or do you even get that
0: kind of high if you have that many carbs? For me, once three o'clock in the morning hits, I start to go, do- I start to fade. I really start to fade and I don't do caffeine. If mm. <clears throat> I do caffeine, I won't be able to sleep. I also don't eat past 3 a.m. because then it'll also affect my sleep. So my energy is, is snacking throughout the day. I have almonds, healthy fats. Fats, the olive oils, the peanut butters, the avocados give me that natural energy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I drink my bio steel. <clears throat> nice. Huge man, the electrolytes, the minerals in there, so. machines,
2: amino acids. Yep,
0: very big, very big. Crinkle that, but it's all conventional, man. Like it's nothing sexy, but no, it works for me.
2: I know it's nothing sexy, and typically the best diets are not really all that sexy. It usually requires a lot of discipline and a lot of regimented lifestyles. But you know what? Again, that's effective. Um, I think what's really missed nowadays is the most effective thing is again not the sexiest thing to do, but it's the right thing to do, right? <clears throat>
0: um, what were your like? Let sta- me tell you, man. Night shifts. Go go go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No no go no go. Ahead. When you're working night shifts, your body creates nothing but junk. <laughs> like nothing but junk.
2: I can imagine. So yeah, like what about
0: that?
2: Um. So yeah, we we kind of talked about how you're timing your food. Are you focusing specifically on any? macronutrients, or is it mostly like a high protein, slightly medium to moderate carbs and like low fats? Are you tracking any of those numbers or, or not? Well,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't track anything. I okay. mean, I could, I should. Um, I, I don't track anything. I don't eat a specific way. I just try to eat healthy and I, what works for me. Yeah, I agree. I, and that's what I've come to learn, man. Everyone, even with this podcast, Everyone has their niche and everyone is different. So what works for me may not work for you. What works with you may not work for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is so important, man, because I remember for the longest time, watching these throw science videos and talking to the wrong people and thinking that what works for these guys is going to work for me. No, absolutely not. Everyone has a different body type. Everyone has different styles they like to train and do. So, yep. Everyone has different str- energy needs. Exactly. And I can't stress that enough. Just you've got to be able to dig within yourself and find what motivates you and find what works best for you. So, what's works best for me is always eating two to three hours. Uh, I haven't tried anything else where so it could be biased. I know the intermittent fasting, a lot of guys at work, yourself. I don't know if you still do it.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm still there.
0: A lot of benefits with that. For me,
2: every two to three hours, it. like you said.
0: Uh, Yeah, two to three hours because it. I'm not a caffeine guy. I have one coffee in the morning. That's it. Uh, I don't want to go too high because with caffeine, man, it gets me up there. You don't want to be up there going in a high stress call. So eating foods, veggies, snacks, and like I said, like certain foods make me feel good. they allow me to do my best, like almonds. A lot of healthy vitamins and almonds healthy fats, magnesium, which helps me relax a little bit. My muscles relax, avocados, blueberries. So all these are like brain foods and foods that help me feel energized. And having those incorporated throughout my shift, it 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 helps, helps, man.
2: It's good. good. So from the sounds of it, though, it doesn't sound like you have any very particular diet that you follow. Oh, yeah. Not all for the, have you ever tried any of them specifically? Have any of them been successful with you that you can think of or not? I really? tried,
0: I tried, um, like carb loading, hmm. like, um, one day, like super heavy carbs. the Next day, no chill out. Yeah. Um, somewhat tried the intermittent fasting, oh, man, that was tough.
1: <laughs> it's not that for everybody, man.
0: but you know what? I heard it takes a while for you to get used to it. So I heard like after like a week or something, once you fully dive in. Yeah. Yeah. You start to get a, you would know but
2: it's not for everybody it really is not for everybody but yeah cool um i remember you from the national sports days i remember if i had you on cash i'm gonna use you on cash as an example so if i had you on cash you know i would expect a page over the headset hey manny tone sean can i get you guys to cover me on cash for a second go take a piss and I always remember this guy always going upstairs, filling up his water bottle, coming back downstairs, filling up his water bottle, drinking. A ca- like you had your water attached to your fucking hip. So has that changed at all? Or has
0: that changed one, <laughs> if not got worse, man? Seriously? Man, can't, that's another thing I completely forgot. I'm glad you brought it up. Hydration, <laughs> man. Absolutely. Like I got the big mammoth mug before I left. Okay, nice two, things, nice. two things I bought before I left National, man, was the mammoth mug and it's stocked up on biosteel.
2: <laughs> hey, I know your hookup. Don't worry. I know who your hookup is.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. Don't worry. Hey, man, it, it fuels me to protect you just in case <laughs> something happens at National, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huge, man. Huge. Uh, I'm drinking, try to do a gallon Okay. every day. Try to do a gallon, if not just under that.
2: Uh, I'm going to, my um, math is awful and I don't have my phone with me, but, uh, you got that in liters. Is that, I think it's like 2.2 or 2.5 or something like
0: that. Uh, I think it's, uh, three liters. Almost three liters. Okay, cool. I think it's three liters. Yeah. Okay. But, um, how many yeah, I I m-
2: you try to smash one of those or two?
0: Uh, I try to do one and a half.
2: Okay. Okay. Then I
0: have a bunch of water bottles when I'm at home. So it, it's just under a gallon. Okay. Just under a gallon. Um, yeah, man huge so Keeping what got you to, loose.
2: yeah i wanted to ask what got you into drinking so much water because you were always working for me and you were always drinking that damn nestle pure life water you always use that filter upstairs but what what got you started to begin
0: with pro science <laughs> seeing those guys in the white beaters with the gold chains with a huge chug of water yeah yeah that's what started it, and then I'm like, okay, if there's one thing that bro science actually says that's good is drink your water. So, <laughs> if there's one thing I'm gonna take out of this is water. I thought Thank bro, bro science, science was like totally non-water. Nah, man, bro science. You know the, the big uh, Walmart jugs. Of course. Water? Yeah, of course. Like the water BCAs. cooler jugs. Yeah, man.
2: No, I just yeah, figured man. that because if uh, if you want it to be swollen, if you want to be, you know, vascular.
0: You've got to have less water in you. Yeah, a lot of salt. <laughs> like Mr. Dyack once told me, I eat salt with no water so my veins look good. <laughs> Jesus and... Christ. <laughs> <What>?
2: <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah,
2: man. I thought we were going to avoid this whole thing without Paul, but I guess it's inevitable.
0: <clears throat> I miss, miss that guy, man. Yeah. Wholeheartedly.
2: <laughs> uh, so yeah, water. Big guy on water. Um Honestly, dude, I, I have this biggest problem. So I too bought a mammoth mug. Uh, I want to say about probably four months ago or so, maybe five months ago. I fucking love it. But one thing I have the biggest problem with is going to the washroom all the time. So look at this guy. How do you even cope with that at work? Because you're on the, you're on the road all the time,
0: aren't you? So I remember my first day on the job asking, uh, I'm with a coach officer. And I said, this is going to sound really weird as a first question, but uh, <laughs> I drink a lot of water. I, like, am I going to get in trouble for having used the bathroom? Where do I use the bathroom? And it just so happened, he pulls out even a bigger jug than me, and he says, "Oh, buddy, don't worry, man. I drink a lot of water too. We go to, we can go back to the station, or we can go to Timmy's." <laughs> like, I'm like, "Oh, thank God!" So that worked out, but nice.
2: I was uh, driving, you know, uh, in front of the store, how you can like keep going west towards like the Dollaramas. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, at the light. I believe that's uh, Wharton Way. And uh, Peel P.O. Police pulled uh, right beside me. And uh, I was in the left lane trying to make the left into the store. Peel P.O. Police, middle, middle lane in this SUV. All I see in the side window is this big mammoth mug that he has, this big red jug that pulls up. I was like, God damn, I'm like where the hell is this guy going to go take a piss afterwards? Like, I have to go take a piss every 30 minutes, but you guys on the job, man, I don't even know how you guys do it.
0: So, a running joke with me, I know Rachel always strips me, He's so I go piss anywhere. You find me a bush, like, <laughs> anywhere. If I have to go, like, I'll make it happen. Yeah. I got to be more careful now that I'm in the public eye. <laughs> so, I know, all, I know all the hideaways in Peel. Oh, in goodness. The twel- in, in the 12 Division area, so... Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm lucky that way, so...
2: Um, I'm going to share with you a kind of a weird story. I know this is not really a a tasteful story to share anyways, but uh, I was with my girlfriend and uh, we were driving home from like downtown. Uh, We were probably about 15 minutes away from her house and I was dropping her off, but I had to go. I really had to go take a piss. So um, like you, I was drinking a ton of water. I was always drinking a lot of BCAAs, having vitamin drinks, protein shakes. Like I was always into that. I was always drinking something. And uh, long story short, um, I don't think we would be dating if I ended up pissing my pants. But I was, like, that close. I, like, hopscotched uh, a curb with my Honda Civic. I jumped another curb, and I went against, like, traffic just to get to this gas station, and it made it happen. So, I understand the urgency. I understand the urgency, man.
0: Man, I go, I can't even count on my fingers how many times I go a day. But it's important.
2: (laughs) Yeah, super, super important for you to hydrate. Super, super important. Um, We talked about being at your peak performance and being at like that level and being ready to perform. And usually that incorporates your health and your diet and your fitness as well. Um, But what I also want to talk about is uh, some of your recovery. So you need to find a way to bring yourself back and bring yourself to that prime stage. So what philosophies do you believe in? Whether that be with rolling therapy, massage, like what are some things that you believe in to like bring your body back to like that peak stage?
0: Yeah. So sleep, once again, sleep's very big. Um, mm-hmm. I see a massage therapist now that I have benefits. Good. One thing I very fortunate to have, I go once every couple months, just get some work done, like a full body. She stretches me out like deep tissue massage. It's good.
1: How often do you Uh, try to go?
0: I try to go once every two and a half, three months. Okay. That's good. I should be going going more. Um, Wearing that vest, 10 pounds, and then on your waist. (laughs) It's not good for your hips, man, at all. So I stretch daily, 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 daily. And I also do certain exercises that also help me. Because having that on your back all day and your and your hips create a lot of back issues, hips. Yep. Things get out of, out of line. So the way that I train and recover is for my job, my lifestyle. And um, yeah, so recovery, hydration. Sl- I can't stress sleep enough, man. I got to get one of those whoop things. I got a Fitbit right now. <laughs> Maybe you and I one day can... Uh, Go at it. See who enters REM sleep longer. I don't
2: buy into. I don't buy into Fitbit, man. Oh, not bad, man. <clears throat> They're okay. Don't get me wrong. I don't buy into Fitbit because, uh, out of all the sleep trackers, uh, the Whoop was the number one most accurate. In addition to that, it was also the least biased sleep tracker out there. <clears throat> so no sleep tracker can actually record 100% of your sleep. However. Um, depending on the app or depending on the device, a lot of them can create a bias to whatever they want to promote. So if it wants to say that you're having good recovery, sure, it could probably say you have some good recovery, but that time period that a sleep tracker does not record goes typically towards a very specific bias. So that bias can be you're sleeping well, keep it up, you're doing such a good job, or it can be like you're not getting enough sleep, sleep longer. And it found that Whoop was the least biased to pick one of those routes. And it was actually the most accurate. So that's why I don't buy into Fitbit. (laughs) Long story short.
0: Fair. (laughs) I do find when my, I guess, mediocre Fitbit tells me that (laughs) I got good deep sleep and I entered good REM sleep. I'm talking like, if if this thing tells me I got two hour REM sleep, I feel like I, I, without me even looking at it, I know my REM sleep must have been lengthy because I feel much better. So if I get like, I sleep six hours on my night shifts, I get like five and a half hours of sleep. I'll get maybe 40 minutes of REM. Okay. Cognitively, I know that I'm not as sharp. Like I don't, my memory's not as, I'm just not as quick. Yeah. This thing tells me, without tell me even checking. I know if I slept good and this thing says, oh, two hour REM sleep. I feel it and I know, okay, I'm on the ball. <clears throat> Same thing with deep sleep, man. Deep sleep is what helps me recover the most. Cause if I enter deep sleep physically, if I got a good deep sleep score. Like I'm talking hour 32 hours, man, I feel good.
2: So when you're talking deep sleep, we're talking about slow <clears throat> deep sleep, right? yeah yeah yeah, okay good good so what do you um not this is not a numbers game because this is not me trying to trump your numbers this is not what it's about this is literally about us trying to find our own health and trying to make that better so what is a good combo like time between your REM and your slow wave sleep
0: combo time between
2: the two combo time like put them all together
0: is that including like light sleep and awake time or no, just no no just just the, two?
2: just the two deep stages, both REM and both slow wave? Again, this oh. is not a competition. This is not me. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Are, you, are you trying to try? <clears throat> literally just seeing what that number is for you?
0: Good, I'd say like a, a minimum <laughs> th- three and a half, three nice. and a half hours.
2: That's a good number, man. That's a very, very good number. I can hit four
0: hours sometimes, man. That's a very good number. My days off, if I get four hours between the two, I'm rocking, man. Rocking.
2: That's honestly a really good number. And a lot of people really don't understand REM and slow-wave sleep and how important that is to your health. Um, Do you know the benefits of both REM and slow-wave sleep or what one does or the other?
0: So not in depth. I know... When I feel with REM, I feel cognitively like I'm more sharp. Yes. And with slow wave deep sleep, physically, I feel more recovered. Yeah, correct. So I don't know anything more than that. If you want to share on that, I know you're a big sleep guy.
2: Yeah, I'm a big, big sleep guy. But uh, REM sleep is basically the, your, your brain's ability to mentally restore itself and mentally recover. So the longer that you can see in a REM sleep, then the more... The, the crisper you can think, the better decisions you can make, the less impulsive you are. And then slow wave sleep is basically the amount of time that you can spend where your body is producing the most amount of hormone to like basically recover your body physically. So basically the longer that you can keep yourself into those two stages will mentally prepare you and physically prepare you to be at your best for the next period. And some people like really have zero idea as to how much they need of both. So if you're recording about three and a half to four hours of them combined, that's actually a really, really good number because a lot of people can't find themselves to go down that deep in order to get that sleep, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up, man. And it relates so much to the lifestyle of a first responder because there's so many people I know, like older guys who get like no sleep, a few hours, they got kids, they're on that go-go lifestyle, man. Mm-hmm. And it it really affects your decision making.
1: Oh, for sure. Not
0: not having that quality REM or like just sleep, man. Like people underestimate how important it is. Oh, let me just have a coffee, it'll it'll boost me. Or let me take this pre-workout, I'll get a workout in. But that only lasts for so long. And doing this job where the stress is high and you're constantly making big decisions, I can't imagine.
2: Not being prepared,
0: not having that, yeah, not having that sleep to allow me to make these decisions and do what I do. Yeah. So,
2: and in fairness and in fairness, I know you're a young guy just starting off a lot of other people have a lot more things and a lot more issues probably. Yeah, exactly. a way. Yeah. So like they're weighing out kids and they're weighing out a mortgage and they're weighing out, you know, some things that are happening in the community. So I know all of those things compound into one factor. Um, and obviously it's, it's all about performance. But at the same time, you know, obviously everyone's going through their own issues and everyone's battling, you know, X, Y, and Z. So it, it is challenging in that route. Has your sleep ever changed? Like, did you ever have a different perspective of sleep before? And like, what made you make that switch to be a little more conscious
0: about how much sleep you're getting? I think from a young age, my parents had, I was always in bed. I just felt the effects of not, sleeping if that makes sense like yeah okay growing up always being active i didn't feel good when i didn't sleep
1: yeah yeah.
0: so if i had to go out partying for example on a saturday night I'd get like two three hours of sleep i'd feel it the next day or if i was studying for a test until two in the morning getting four hours of sleep i'd feel it the next day yeah and it all it came down just feeling good when i slept well and got seven eight hours of sleep i felt good when I didn't, I didn't feel good and it affected my day.
2: Was there a number, like a, a number that you were at that made you know for sure that you were not going to do good or feel good? And obviously not two or three hours. Like that's obviously no one's going to feel good after two or three hours of sleep.
0: So anything under six, hmm. I, I can manage and I can get by on six. Six is like my average. Like I, okay, I can do six. Yeah. Seven, eight feel like i'm good but anything under six i'm like okay i didn't sleep well i gotta do something different in order for me to feel better about this and mitigate it whatever that may be yeah
2: uh for me the number has always been six when i was going through school and when i was going through university um you know it wasn't a great time for me but at the same time i look back and I always look at the number of sleep I was getting and it was always around six hours, maybe five hours. And I was always that guy that said, you know, I'll be fine. Five hours is enough. Six hours is enough. But honestly, dude, like I'm getting eight and a half clean right now. And like, I wish I can get more. So
0: So how long could you sleep? Like if you didn't work the next day, no alarm clock, nothing. If you had nothing planned, how long you think you can.
2: So here's my thing. I don't want anything ever not planned. Like I'm always, I've got something on the go anyways. So, um, if I had, I don't know, man, if, if tomorrow was going to be raining 80 millimeters and I could not do anything, I could not row, my basement got flooded and I had to like literally sleep with no alarm. I'd probably, what a time is there now, but eight 30, I don't know. I'd probably go to bed at like 10 30, maybe 11 and not get up until like nine 30, 10 o'clock if I could.
0: But how do you feel if you think you get too much sleep? Do you think that's a thing? So <sighs>
2: Here's here's a whoop strap answer. I always try to get validation based on how I feel when I wake up. So obviously, like you said, like with your Fitbit, when you get eight hours and it might say that you got three and a half hours of REM sleep, you might say, I feel good. Like you feel ready to go. I actually find for me, it's the complete opposite. So I found that when I'm waking up, let's say I've had eight and a half hours worth of sleep. And I wake up and I feel groggy, I feel slow, I feel I feel rested. I just don't feel snappy right away. I find that those are actually my best days. Those days are mm-hmm. me at its peak. It might take my body a little bit longer to wake up. But the mornings where I actually feel like I bounce out of bed, I'm crisp, I'm ready to go, those are actually my worst days. Mm-hmm. And hey, that's just something I got with my whoop and that's something I'm like been tracking mentally. But I find that out like when I'm really well rested, <clears throat> I listen to something specific on the Whoop podcast where if you get enough sleep, you're much significantly much less likely to be impulsive that day. And that's exactly how I feel when I feel groggy, when I feel sleepy. I'm more on my time. Whereas, oh, here's water. Oh, here's uh, here's some chips, here's a banana. I'm gonna smash a banana. Like those days are the days where I feel like I'm bouncing and ready to go. Whereas the other days I can make better decisions. And I think that comes down to basically everybody in their life. Like it allows you to make a better decision when you're well rested and when you're able to actually think about the decisions you want to make.
0: hundred percent, man. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So having shift work, I know that's really fucked with your sleep significantly right now. How long have you been at uh, you said three months or eight months now? Uh on the road three about two and a half, three months. Two and a half, three months. But you've been okay. So for about the last two and a half or three months, uh, how are you adjusting with your sleep? Is it working well? Is it not doing so great?
0: Well, the first month was, was a gong show. Like <laughs> it was just trying to find something that worked. Um yeah, I was trying to find like, do I stay up and push the limit? Do I
2: do I just shut it down right away?
0: Yeah and then cutting off what I stopped eating. Because when you eat, can you eat a meal before bed and sleep okay? You're asking me? Yeah.
2: Well, because I also do intermittent fasting. Uh,
0: it's different.
2: Yeah. So like for me, I can technically, uh, uh, I hate to say it, but I'll go to bed with like a, a meal in my stomach sometimes. And sometimes that's actually yeah. good for me. But everyone's yeah, so, different. Everyone's different.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I because it's I'm trouble. eating... For you, it works. Yes. Like I said, so everyone has their niche and everyone, I'm just saying what works for me.
1: Yeah. I can't course. eat.
0: I can't eat before I go to bed and I'll be up. Um, but yeah. So, like I said, so the day shifts don't, my sleep doesn't change. Mm-hmm. The night shifts, go to bed, get my eight hours or six, seven hours, sorry. Nah, and then I'll work out, eat, do everything, and then I'll take a two, three hour nap. This way it's I'm good to go for the night shift.
2: Cool, cool.
0: Because I used to be up for 24 hours straight, trying yeah. to just stretch it and then
2: <laughs> and then crash the make, next day.
0: Try making life or death decisions based on that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you're obviously trying to like literally turn the lights out so you can actually catch some good sleep. Um, other than what was that breathing method you talked about?
0: I saw West under- Wim Hof.
2: Wim Hof, sorry. Wim Hof.
0: Wim Hof. I haven't heard of him.
2: No, I haven't heard, but I will find out. <clears throat> I will definitely dig. But other than the Wim Hof method and your sleep mask, is there anything else that you find will help you actually fall asleep?
0: Yeah, having that uh, that shut entering shutdown mode. And what shutdown mode for me looks like no phone. Nice. Um, I have a camera. No loyalty. phone for
2: like the last... How no long? phone
0: for the last. I like preferably an hour, but realistically it's half an hour. Okay. Uh, no phone. It's a chamomile tea, and it's just breathing and just unwinding, trying to get in that relaxing state. Um, doing certain like stretching exercises allow me to sleep better. There's a lot of pressure points in your body that I found. If you massage them and like put some oil like some natural oils essential oils is another thing i'm big on before bed i'll have that going it allows you to just unwind
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then once you're naturally relaxed and you just forget about the day you start to fall asleep a lot better
2: so i think you're uh i think you're doing something similar to what i'm doing is basically you're trying to mentally prepare your body for sleep right
0: yeah yeah
2: I agree. A lot it's of people terrible. just don't think about that, man. Cause people just dive into the bed, pull the blankets over them. But uh, part of that circadian rhythm is actually preparing your bed for sleep as well too. So you're getting into that step in that process to basically say, Hey body, we're turning the lights out in like the next 15 minutes, like get ready. So I think that's important, man. I think it's really important. It is. So keep it up. It
0: Thanks man. And I'm mm-hmm. young. I know I have it a lot easier. I'm young. My body can maybe adapt a little bit easier but I'm trying to set up my body for the long term. This way I don't, I try not to run into any issues with it. So, yeah,
2: I think what's, man, I keep saying, I think what's important, but I think this is like really key to like the podcast is we're looking for peak. We're looking for peak performance to be at our best in certain moments. But I think what's also important is not just to be your best, but to also be your best for as long as possible. And whether that's in sport or whether that's in work or whether that's as a parent, we're looking to be our best for as long as we possibly can. And uh, any tip or any secret that we can share in order to help people be their best. uh, I'm here to
0: share it all, man. I'm here to share it all. Oh, I well put. And I believe your health and fitness is a reason for your success. Supplementation. That's one thing I haven't talked about, but taking. I take my multivitamin, my omegas, my d3, big on probiotics. Um yeah, it's everything, man.
2: you don't mind me asking, I want to dig into that. What got you into D3? Joe Rogan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that got me too, man. That got me too. What's specific?
0: Control. Oh man, I may open up a can of worms, but let's do it.
2: Uh, let's whip it out, dude. I already know where you're going. <laughs>
0: So, uh, as we all know, Joe Rogan is a big take care of yourself, eat the right food, saunas, D3, and I'm right there with him, man. Yeah. If you take care of your body, we live in Canada, we need sunlight. Yeah, Yeah, we do. Like, I. It's crucial and in, in the wintertime, we all feel though the February blues like sunlight is so so important for everything. And, um,
2: open it up, man. Don't worry, just let it go. I'm gonna no, open it and, up after you, but and, open and, it up.
0: In and, 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 and my opinion, in my situation, I'm, I'm younger, I do things to boost my immune system, I try my best, it's my number one priority. So, I feel like Doing that compared to taking something that the government may tell you to take <laughs> is not as effective for me as taking care of my health. Yeah. Because I feel like it works just as well. Yeah.
2: All right. So do you want to walk down that road,
0: man? I'm game if you're a game, man.
2: I'm game because I stand very strong on a very specific stance, but I'm game. I'm so, game. Let's do it. Um, before I go down that road, hmm. we'll go down that road. Trust me. But again, we don't have to keep this so we can kind of edit it out if we need to. But as far as the game of D uh, D3, um, I too, I similarly, uh, listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, listen to everything that they say. And I haven't, uh, to be honest, I haven't been actually keeping up to date with a lot of it. um, one of my favorite guests is Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Have you ever uh, listened to her? Son- is
0: she the sauna lady?
2: She's the sauna lady.
0: Yes, I've watched that episode. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I watched. I f- yeah.
2: fucking love her. All she does is spit facts. And I believe it was last summer. And it was somewhere last summer where she was talking about the amount of D3 in COVID positive and COVID negative patients. Yep. Yep. And the correlation, I don't know if it's exactly the number, but the correlation was that people that had COVID positive tests were significantly deficient in vitamin D and did not have nearly enough in their system in order to maintain their health. So that was number one. Number one, that's, how, that's what got me. And like you said, in Canada, we don't get a lot of sun. Last year was a great year for the summer. We got a lot of vitamin D from the sun last year, but you know what? It's the wintertime. It's Canada. It's gray. It's February. We're in a fucking lockdown still. It's stay at home. Like we still need sun. So Um, in order to actually get your vitamin D, I heavily supplemented as well in order to get it in, try to get into the sun as much as I can. And honestly, my whoop strap tells me the days that I'm like chilling out in the sun the most are like my best days. So vitamin d super 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 important and um yeah there there's one study specifically i hate to keep rambling about vitamin d but there's one study that she referenced to and she referenced it to the populations of people so i'm asian i'm filipino i've got very very dark skin complexion you're portuguese italian uh, you've got a fairly light, but still pretty olivey skin texture and skin color. And obviously, if you know, and if I have to, I hate to typecast people, but if you know like English white people in England, they're fairly pale and let's call it white. I don't, I don't want to be so racist, but here I am already being racist. But their skin and our skin, my skin, your skin, everyone's skin is a little bit different. But your skin type also determines how much of that vitamin D you're able to take. So if you're, I hate to say it, a a white guy from England and, you know, you're pacey as hell, you're not going to be able to take on that vitamin D nearly as much as someone like me would. So for someone that's my skin tone, I'm actually able to take in more vitamin D, but I need to actually still take it in. Like if I don't take it in by the sun, then I got to supplement it somehow. But Dr. Rhonda Patrick, fucking phenomenal. And uh, that's where I lead with, with vitamin D.
0: Absolutely, man. and. It just touches on the mental aspect of it. Us being in Canada, not receiving that sunlight, being locked down through these winter months, man. Like you look at Florida, it's uh whoa. <laughs> well, there's a ref- all down. Yeah, they're open and we're closed. <laughs> like you got guy packed stadiums. I don't know if the UFC man was like a full household, 15 K. <laughs> and they're getting sunlight, man. Yeah. But I, I don't know if you saw recently, Joe Rogan, he just he posted a video with a guy who's Canadian.
2: Oh, Matty Matheson.
0: I can't remember the guy's name.
2: Yeah, he didn't post that video. Trust me, that was not his video. That was on 6Buzz.
0: Did it make it there? On 6Buzz? Yeah.
2: Oh, 100%. I, I know, it, I I know exactly what video you're talking about, but talk about it.
0: But man, it's, it's it's true. Like Us Canadians being locked down without... It's not good for us, man. No social no. interaction. People not taking care of their health or supplementing and doing what's gonna boost your immune system. It's like, all right, let me get this vaccine. That's gonna solve all issues.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Is all that right. gonna make
0: you is that gonna make you feel better, man? I don't know. All
2: right. So you wanna walk down this road, man? Eh? You wanna walk down the road?
0: I'm gay, man. All I'm right. a big, big believer in us like as humans, we are naturally Supposed to be in shelter with artificial lighting, it's locked down with no interaction. Man, it's more of a mental game than anything. Like us being locked down with no interaction or no nutrients, that's only going to weaken our immune system and make us more susceptible to this virus.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's talk about sure. it. Do you want the vaccine or no? <laughs>
0: I am a – you will not – now, listen, don't get me wrong, man. Senior citizens, people who are acceptable to a weakened immune system, by all means, absolutely. But now, if you're taking care of your health and you're making a conscious effort to boost your immune system through the right things that our bodies are naturally made to be doing, through exercise, through D3 Supplementation, your foods, your, your sleep. of sleep the amount of rest you get, everything like that, man. That's the best medicine you can have. Yeah, hundred percent. That's just my take on it. I know I can. Don't have a lot of I, a lot of heat's going to come out of this, man. <laughs> but that's so, just my opinion.
2: No, don't worry, man. Uh, I a thousand percent agree. Um, part of me doing this podcast last year and starting it up last year was because. All of this, you know, all of this talk, this fear mongering, all of this, you know, nonsense of don't go out, it's not safe, don't go talk to people, don't shake hands with people. Like, okay, fine. I need to be protected. I'm not going to be stupid. I need to be safe. I get that part. But at the same time, there was zero, absolutely zero information out there to say this is how you can better your health. And honestly, dude, I got so frustrated. I got so pissed. And that basically got me to start the podcast. So um, I 1000% agree with you. If you're able to work on your health, and if you're able to improve your health by either supplementation, good sleep, very good exercise, and, you know, able to supplement all of those other things with proper food, you know, positive mindset, positive attitudes, like all of those things come together to equal our health. And basically, we have that control. If you want to, unfortunately, go and sit in front of the TV, have a bag of chips, go to McDonald's for dinner every every day, I mean, that's your decision, that's your choice. But uh, my choice right now is my health, and uh, I don't agree, and I don't believe that your health is all of a sudden solved by a vaccine. And I hate to I'm say like- it, man, I've never taken a flu shot, so you know, I don't really see a purpose for a vaccine at the moment for me, but I agree. You did say about, uh, elders. You did talk about those are at risk and you did talk about, you know, maybe perhaps going to see some grandparents. Those are very important factors for some people to get the vaccine. And I a hundred percent agree and support anyone that wants to do it, but it's not for me.
0: Absolutely. And what sucks about this lockdown is guys like you and me who can't go to the gym and can't strengthen our immune system. The number one thing that drives me nuts throughout this lockdown, and it may not be a big deal, but it is for me, is not being able to use a sauna. <laughs> <sighs> man, the, the benefits that I experienced with that sauna, oh, like game-changing, man. And guys like you and me who take care of their health and want to be healthier are at a hindrance the right now way. because
2: – the right way.
0: We need to be locked down and stay in our home and that's what's that gonna do for us, man? It's gonna make us a lot weaker mentally. We're gonna cave into what sitting down, watching movies, eating junk food, drinking alcohol, and, and waiting for of, the
2: answer to come to
0: us. Like, man, if it didn't work the first time, like come on. Yeah, I hear you This man. we're we're entering a deep road, but I'll just leave it at health and fitness isn't meant to be confined within your home doing nothing to better yourself like having interactions reading books the gym the social interaction just going to the gym and having that routine that mind like having a positive mindset is just the best medicine that you can have and Vaccine is not going to do
2: that. Stay at home order is not going to do that either. But listen, man, we're in Ontario. This is what it is. And we've got to live with it.
0: You've been to Florida, right?
2: I've been to Florida, man. That was nice.
0: I heard uh, the houses are not bad, <laughs> affordable. We're
2: in 2021 now. So I went in the summer of 2019. I went in in uh, May, actually. I remember. And, uh, guy, it was fucking spicy. It was hot. And um, I would do anything for that weather right now. Um, It was just hot. It was hot, man. Like, I'm a sweater. I'm a, a sweater, man. Like, I sweat. And I was sweating, dude, like crazy. It's good for you, man. It's very good for you.
0: I read a study that apparently people who live in hotter climates with more sunshine are not only have a stronger immune system, they're likely to live a much healthier and longer life. I believe it. People who like us who are in Canada, colder weather. I believe it. I'm just so passionate about about it, man. And this lockdown, like it
2: doesn't make sense. Sucks.
0: If I didn't have dumbbells or pull-up bars, stuff that I can occupy my time with, uh, it'd be tough, man. It'd be very tough.
2: Um, I kind of want to touch on that one sun point that you mentioned, but the sun point and uh, talking about D3 and talking about Dr. Rhonda Patrick and talking about Joe Rogan. uh, One last little tidbit before I keep hammering that point home. One last little tidbit that I learned from them as well is that vitamin D is not just a supplement. It's actually a hormone that works live in our bodies. So the fact that you don't have vitamin D in your body means that you would be actually pulling away from what your body is able to do. Whereas when you actually give your body the correct amount of vitamin D, then you're actually able to be at your best. You're able to improve your immune system, improve your health. And uh, I think that's, like you said, important. I don't want to keep hammering that point home, but uh, I just wanted to talk about that because that was also something that I remembered very, very vividly about that podcast with her. It was that vitamin D is not just a supplement. It's not just a vitamin. It's an actual hormone that your body reacts with. So um, any way that you can get it in, um, if you're talking about Florida, you're talking about a lot of sun makes a whole lot of sense to me, man. It makes a lot of sense to me.
0: How much do you take in? Like how many IU?
2: About 5,000, probably a day. Five
0: thousand. Yeah. Nice.
2: Cause I feel that as if, again, there are numbers that they recommended was anywhere from three to 5,000. And even Dr. Ron patch Patrick was taking in, I think five to 7,000. Um, my assumption is that I'm not going to assume and absorb all 5,000 IU out of it. So if I you know, overdo it just a tiny little bit. There's no such thing as overdoing uh, vitamin D3. Uh, in fact, you're probably just going to, you know, excrete it throughout your urine. But at the same time, you know, I want to make sure I get in enough. Mm-hmm. How about you? How much are you taking in?
0: I'm taking about 2,000 right now. Okay. But, one, pill? Uh, one pill? One
2: pill One pill. 2,000?
0: No, so it's in a my multivitamin. Okay. And then the D3 alone is 1,000 IU. So it's 2000, but you can get the three through, um, through like, uh, exercise, like your body, correct me if I'm wrong here, but sweating, something with sweating and working out produces or helps you attain it better. Something like that. I don't know. Mm,
2: can't talk to you about that. I'm not sure about that specifically. Um, but again, we're no doctors here, man. I'm we're not no doctors sure. here. That I'm, no not, doctors I'm not
0: 100 with, but my...
2: it's tanya. all good. It's all good. The one thing that you mentioned, and I want to kind of like throw that vitamin D jab one more time in there. But uh, the one thing you did mention that you had at home were some dumbbells. So COVID pandemic times, how are you finding yourself staying fit during these times? The gyms are closed. Like, what are you doing at home? What's your workout routine kind of looking like? Are you working on your work break? Like, what what? How does working out look like for you
0: now in 2021? So the whole COVID situation kind of worked out in my favor in the aspect of I took a step back and really questioned what I was doing previously. So when I was working at national sports, I was doing the bro splits. Yeah. And honestly, man, it was the worst thing possible. Like every part of, yeah, I I was bigger. My muscles looked a little bigger. I wasn't even that big. But um, functionally, And like physically, I wasn't where I should be. So right now, what I do is I train um, my core a lot, um, lower body, key lifts that just allow me to... It's more for policing. Just having a strong core allows you to have the the vest and belt.
1: Sure.
0: So I do a three-day full body split. For me, which is incorporates a lot of core, so planks, hip thrusts, Romanian deadlifts, um, military presses, mornings. Good mornings, good mornings, <clears throat> good mornings. Yeah, I do a lot of those. Um, a lot of I still do my pull ups, my dips, just to have toss a little aesthetics in there. Yeah, yeah, but core for me is something that I really didn't know how important it was to train because it's, it's huge, man. It helps with lower back and power and then cardio started incorporating cardio as well back in my regimen. And it's, I used to train for aesthetics, man. I used to train to look good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't do that anymore. I train more for just to be for healthy. Function. Yeah. I feel like I feel better doing it.
2: Yeah. I agree, man. But- yeah. So what, are, what kind of equipment do you have at home then? So what are you working with? got some dumbbells. Okay. The ones That's National
0: good. used to sell. You know, the ones you just rack on the plates. And then you oh, twist yeah, them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah. It's annoying, but. Yeah, it's all good. I got that. I got a pull-up bar. Nice. You know the yellow LeBert Fitness dip bars?
2: Uh No. But a dip bar. Get an good, idea.
0: Di- yeah, a dip bar. Okay. Got a dip bar. Got a bench. And pants. resistance bands.
2: Cool. And I know you said you were working on some cardio. So what are you doing? You still got that treadmill at home or what are you doing?
0: Uh, So with, I did a lot of Tabata style workouts. I don't know if you are familiar with that. Yep. So that's pretty much, it gets your heart rate up to begin with. Yeah. And a lot of runs, runs outside. Um, But I do, I like the Tabata style workouts. I learned that through my, through policing. Good, because I learned through policing they were, they had fitness trainers in there who were, who told you how to train and how to have a healthy career and make it last long. Cardio is important, man, and I neglected it for <clears throat> the last three four years.
2: <laughs> Bro, for,
0: for just for nonsense. So yeah, yeah, doing cardio and I like Tabata style workouts, man. It's quick, it's efficient, and it gets the job done.
2: Let's uh, let's talk about Tabata because I'm a big, big fan of Tabata. So oh, really? What, yeah, I love Tabata. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, big fan. Um, anything that gets heart rate up. And um, I was a guy that really liked high intensity intervals. And uh, I hate to say it, but there's this thing out there where people just use the word hit. Just so simply because it's like a sexy thing to do. So like you'll see. A, oh, man, I hate to do this, but. You'll watch a workout video on YouTube or TikTok. I'm sorry. I know I, I'm watching TikTok videos of people training. And what they're doing like... Video? I know it's true, man. It's true. But they're talking about like doing hit training. Meanwhile, you got a girl that's like doing like this very casual like squat. I'm like, that's not hit training at all, man. Like, like get into like actual intensity. It doesn't have to be with like 500 pounds on your shoulders, but like make it intense. Like let's go. So that's why I really liked about it because it's about movement.
0: And I'm very glad you brought that up, man, because like you said, you're watching these things on TikTok and Instagram. (laughs) There's a lot of information out there, man. A lot of people think they know everything. And I don't even know everything, man. Yeah. I'm talking, I don't know anything, but I really think it's important for people to understand just do what makes you feel good. And that's why I train to feel good and to function properly. Yeah. A lot of people are influenced easy. I was myself, man, heavy. I listened to someone. All oh, right, let me try that. But question everything that you do. Why am I doing this? Like, what benefit does it have? Am I going to push heavy bench and wreck my joints and not have a, not be able to last long down the road mm-hmm. By, for what
2: have like no shoulder mobility and
0: exactly. Yeah. Like what's the point of it? Yeah. And Hey, I'm not knocking it at all, man. Each boy wants to go and do three plates, bro. I can gel- I his triceps, man, like I said, one of a kind, and I wish I had that. But
2: I think what's I, important to to state in this podcast that we're doing is that there's always a place and a time for everything. Yeah. So although benching three plates is cool, if that's what you want to do, then go for it. We're not we're not trying to say that there's one way to do it. But I think what we're, what we both agree on and, you know, talking at the store all the time, what we both agree on is functionality and longevity. Like, is what we're doing good for us? And are we going to be able to do it for a long period of time?
0: See, at the store, I didn't have that mindset, man. No,
2: initially, initially you didn't. Initially you didn't. I didn't. I was
0: with Beach Boy, man. And oh, Tony. That's... Oh, bro, bro. I got a Skull Crusher through Oh, my album <laughs> killing me, bro. <laughs> Well, Tony, and, man. So, <laughs> the funny story is uh, he still
2: talk- oh man oh. <laughs> he still talks about knee pain, but he's like doing the stairs all the time. He was doing home squats. So
0: <laughs> I'll never forget one time man. He comes in. he used to work out at the same gym as me.
2: Okay. And at when uh,
0: well, yeah, I used to work it out when before he anyways. The original but, time
2: or like even my time? Your time. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Your time. Yeah, man. So I remember we both started at 2 o'clock. Okay. And um, I see him doing skull crushers <laughs> with like 60 pounds. And I'm like, okay, this is heavy. Bro. Let me see how this goes. And he's going like halfway. It's, the form wasn't anyways. Sure. We get to work. It's 3 o'clock. We're in the office. And he goes to Sean. And he's like, Bro. Elbows are killing me. <laughs> Guy, you know what? Yeah.
2: Fucking it yeah. up, man. I'm happy you told me a story about him doing Skull Crushers than a story about you guys in the sauna together.
0: Oh, man. No, no, no. <laughs> Never went in there with him, man. Not, that's danger territory. Was
2: it a sauna or a steam room?
0: It was a steam room. <laughs> it was a steam room, man. He was covered, though.
2: I was going to say, did you ever watch that whole Barkley thing about uh, the bracelet? No. Oh, man. I got to share you that story. I'm going to send you the, the link on uh, in, a, in a text, but it's a story about Charles Barkley and how he got a bracelet in a steam room. Mm. He got a man to give him a bracelet in a steam room. So I'll, I'll just remember this conversation. I'm happy that it was a story about Tony doing Skull Crushers with you at the gym Versus you guys in the sauna together. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll send you the link. Then you have to like think about what I mean when I'm talking about this. So, um, but yeah, I can't
0: tell you, all that. those <laughs> stories. Uh, him, uh, I look back at national man and I'm like, why did I take sometimes? Why did I take things so serious? Like it was <laughs> the the jokes and the laughs.
2: Things so seriously, dude. This is coming from Mister Serious over here on the other side of this fucking podcast. As soon Me, as no. we. As soon as I gave you eight hours less one week, you come into the office, bro.
0: What's going on? Yeah, that's what. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't <laughs> know why I took things so serious sometimes.
2: Way too serious all the time, bro.
0: Yeah, man. Looking back at that, uh, <laughs> I'll never have a job like national again. Let's just say no, that.
2: Not a lot of us will, man. And honestly, it's gonna I, be. It's gonna be tough.
0: Man, the day I found out, I was working, and uh, <sighs> what? Rachel <laughs> called me, and I'm like. Dude, my heart, my world, I guess from my childhood there. Yeah. Like met some great people and I can't imagine. Anyways, but.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, It's a place where everyone's able to be themselves. I find. And everyone just comes together. If you stay on board and if you've stayed for a very long time, you get to know that we're all very much the same. Like we all have a very similar mindset. We all have a similar taste of humor. Like. We all just were all part of the same. So it, it's going to be tough.
0: And yeah, my heart goes out to them. Yeah. Because it, that job didn't feel like, at least for me, and I was talking to Derek. why didn't feel like wiser, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. And I mean, He told me when he left, he had a difficult time leaving the store because it didn't feel like work, man, going in there. I don't know about you, but it just, like, everyone was – on the same page and it was just such a close group of people that oh, man, the laughs it was just it was like a social gathering and you're going to yeah. to do it. Like it was, I'll never find a job where everyone was so together and had so much fun doing what they did. And it's sad for certain people that I truly do feel for them because they don't have much else besides yeah. this job. And it is to stir everything. So it
2: sucks. Um, all right. I want to go um, reroute because we're still talking about some training stuff before uh, I chop down this entire podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I know that you have some like limited equipment at home. You're just trying to do like a lot of core related exercises and trying to like really, really focus on your core. We did talk about bro science at the beginning. Why was bro science not good for you?
0: because I did it for the wrong reasons and I did it not for me I was so sick and tired of being the skinny guy and just I, I saw these guys at the gym and at clubs and parties and all like buffed up and like yeah that looks cool like let me do that <laughs> but doing it like my joints started hurting more uh, I didn't feel good. I I joined baseball leagues. I was still playing men's league soccer and shinny. I've just had a shape. I couldn't move as fast as I could, used to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. Man,
0: yeah. I used to I used to move quick, and all of a sudden, I got this extra weight on me, and I'm stiff. I'm stiff all the time. I go to throw a baseball, and I'm sore from bench pressing. Like, I don't know. I was never a big guy and I'm still, I'm not a big guy, but I enjoy just getting my heart rate up. I really enjoy getting my heart rate up and making it a workout and getting a sweat. And from 18 to 22 years old, man, listened to the wrong people. And I was easily influenced, very easily influenced because there's a lot of people out there who claim to know things and yeah, they might sure, but I'm really big on finding what's right for you. Yeah. Doing what you like and doing what's going to benefit you the most. With if you're a baseball player, train the way a baseball player should. Or if you're if you're a hockey player, train the way a hockey player should. So that's my mindset of it.
2: Um, bro, science for me, man, was never like really a thing. And I hate to say it, dude. When I was in your age and uh, when I was in university, like the 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 sexy things was get a big chest, grow the the lines for the pec grow the lines yeah. free arms. Right. You know, like those are all the cool things to do, but I learned, like you said, in like in a really, really hard lesson way where I was trying to play baseball. I was trying to play basketball. When I was trying to play basketball, I was carrying too much weight and it was hard on my knees when I was trying to play baseball. I had a lot of strength, but I couldn't run past second base because I was just gassed. So totally understand where you're coming from man. because bro science was, was not a thing for me. And, um, you know, some people learn the hard way. Some people learn through injuries. Some people learn through, you know, some bad experiences like that. Did you ever experience any bad injuries that you kind of walked out of, you know, happy?
0: Oh, dude, man. I was, there was a point in time where I was pushing myself, man. Like pushing to the point where, like, I almost, like, my elbow was sore. I was getting tennis elbow. Just trying to get triceps, these big triceps. Them. Man, I'll never forget that one day we were, I was in the pro shop sharpening skates, and Mark was in there with me, and I sharpened this customer's skates. And I give the give the customer her skates. I'm like, okay, have a nice day. They're all sharp, blah blah blah. And she looks at Mark completely doesn't even <laughs> acknowledge me and says, Oh my goodness, your arms. I'm like oh. Okay. Yeah. Like it.
2: Was this from the Italian lady?
0: Uh no, it wasn't. With the daughter. Was wasn't man. Wasn't. (laughs) It's putting your ego aside, you know. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah, you got to put your ego aside, and I feel a lot better. I mean, I look as muscular, as toned, and slimmed down a little bit, but physically, I feel better. Faster, I can run again, and keep up so feel good so it's
2: good far. for you man it's good for you um so what gave you the most success and i know this is a really really vague question but out of the whole training and out of the whole exercise and fitness world that we've been through um you know you've been at Win fitness for x amount of years and you know rip Win fitness because i think they are going down and they're under sadly 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 But what gave you the most amount of success? Was it a a really good balance of weightlifting plus cardio plus stretching? Was it one or the other? Or was it, like I said, that that balance of everything? What, What gave you the most, most success?
0: It was taking the time to sit down and realize, okay, what's important to me? Asking myself that question, why am I doing what I'm doing? And for my lifestyle, what do I want to do? What do I need to do? And once I sat down and I asked myself and had this conversation with myself and say, okay, look, your ego is only going to get you into a lot of problems. And I found a good balance of mobility and training the right way. So I don't train more than four days a week. That four four days of strength training with cardio, for me, does it? It's good balance. Balance is important, man. And then my stays doing the stretching, hydrating, and sleeping. Very important. It's good for you, man, because your nervous system can only take so much, right? Correct. So, and those cold, cold, and oh, i miss the saunas man, well. <laughs> oh. but. The cold and the heat, it really strengthens your nervous system, especially the cold. So balance balance is important. Well,
2: specifically even the heat too. I mean, that's one thing that we get out of the sauna that not a lot of people can ever get ever is uh, developing those heat shock proteins and activating them and letting our body get those. So if you can only get that through the sauna, awesome. If you develop them through, you know, freezing your body and putting it into like a really cool state, whether that be in like an ice bath or... You know chilling outside or like a, having a cold shower for a little bit, man. Like there are ways to trigger your body to make it react in order to find better health.
0: Have you tried the cold? Do you, are you a fan love the cold? Sho- yeah. Do you take the cold showers? Or? So
2: I used to do ice baths, but because they're obviously pretty difficult, it's obviously not the easiest to do at home, especially when you have like three trays of ice in your freezer. But uh, I used to really love ice baths, and I'll only really do it um, in the summertime. Typically when we have baseball season, what I would normally do is like, sometimes we had like tournament weekends and we played like two games on a weekend or like two games on a Saturday. And I also had like, you know, some other practice during that day. If it was a really long day of activities or if it's like rollerblading, I find rollerblading really kills me sometimes, but those days I'll have to ice bath myself. And if that means I have to go buy a bag of ice just to dump it into my, like my tub, I'll do it. I good love thing, ice baths, man.
0: I love ice baths. It's tough, especially in the wintertime, man. Being in Winter Canada.
2: Wintertime, not so much. You know what, though? I didn't try it. I've like, a f- fucking TikTok, man. I can't stand it. But the one thing I'd, I would do is I, I do have a backyard with a good amount of snow. Um, I'll actually sit back there if I could. I would actually just go walk out and just sit down in the snow if I could.
0: Really? Yeah. Mm. yeah. you love Wim Hof then, man.
2: <laughs> I'll take a oh. look at it.
0: This guy goes in high, high elevations.
2: I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at that for sure. Um, I just right. want to round up the, the podcast, man. I don't have any kombucha for you, but I do have uh, this little teaser that I do at the end or this little bit of help that we try to provide to the listeners at the end of the, every podcast. Uh, if you can share with me and with the listeners three things that you do or three things that you live by that will help benefit someone's health. What are those three things that you can share
0: with everybody? A lot, but uh, if I just focus on three, I would say fitness, physical activity, anything. Go for a walk, swing a kettlebell. Do something to get your heart rate up. Uh, Two, eat foods that are going to make you feel good and are going to help you perform better. Eat for fuel, not for taste. And three is sleep. Nice. Don't underestimate sleep. It's better than any pre-workout or caffeine drink. Or protein shake. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And for the listeners, this is a very, very special 26th episode of the Manny Project podcast. I want you to share with the listeners three three memories from national sports that you will never forget for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> There's too many to count. <laughs> uh, national sports was by far the best job I've ever worked. Oh, man. Okay, three. Three memories
2: of national sports that you want to oh. share with the listeners and probably the guys at the store.
0: Are, are you going to play it for the guys at the store? It's going to be
2: played. It's going to be played. Not cutting this. So hopefully somewhat G-rated.
0: Okay. G-rated.
2: Oh. Ah, not G-rated. PG-14A. Three memories of national sports Mississauga you'll never forget.
0: Well, how can I forget the car driving through the store? (laughs) You weren't even there that day. I wasn't working. I was at the bank across the street. Okay, that doesn't count. Let's cut that out. That doesn't count. Um, That's something
2: you'll never forget. That is definitely something you'll never forget. Three things I'll never forget. Like funny? Anything. Three things
0: you'll never forget. Man, I was like Petrie.
2: And hold on, time out. Let me me rephrase this. This does not have to be about when I was there. This is your three national sports memories. Could be the the Joanne times, could be the Petrie days. Your call.
0: Well, Eric Petrie. <laughs> Eric Petrie is my is number one. Nice. This this guy was well, yeah. as crazy as he was, he made work absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and it leads me into number two. Uh-oh. That quick. Eric 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 and Paul had a very unique relationship. Mm. Very unique relationship. So one Sunday. Mr. Dayak decided to go in the pro shop when it was busy. Oh, counts, I think I remember this. And count screws. <laughs> World War Three almost happened when Eric witnessed him counting screws when there are skates to be sharpened. <laughs> I never laughed, so he went buck wild on Paul. <laughs> oh that that's number two yeah. if that's number two Petri, number, number one. one
2: paul and petrie pro shop sunday number oh, two
0: man there's so many <sighs> um
2: i should have prepped you for this question before uh you jumped
0: on the podcast num- so is that what number three we
2: well, that? Uh, you can call that a number one i think that's okay one. so
0: number, number number two would uh probably be Tony Alfano <laughs> with um, oh man there's too many to count but
2: Give a, throw a couple of them we'll call it 2A, 2B, 2C like whatever you gotta do
0: the, the one I told you earlier man he comes in, in the I worked out with him prior to coming, coming into work we started the afternoon shift he's doing skull crushers 60 pounds he comes into the office later on around 3 3 30 and starts complaining that his elbows are hurting man (laughs) oh bro anything with anything with tony's reaction are you serious bro (laughs) dude bro dude bro
2: you guys you guys in the office with that dude and bro you guys drove me fucking nuts
0: Oh, man, that was the bro guy, bro guy. Yeah, that was bad. That, that was my every second word. Bro guy, bro guy. That was Boss. Bad. Boss.
2: That was bad. Um, I can't think of
0: number three.
2: Did you have a 2B or 2C? Or that was it? That was your only uh, alphanoism?
0: Man, there's so many I'm missing that, I just, that, that aren't coming to me. But <laughs> <laughs> him, the return... Late when I just before I left him with re- the return with uh, the customer,
2: which one
0: buddy came in, grabbed the bat and a glove, pretending oh. it was his. Oh. I don't know if we can cut that out, but yeah, no,
2: all right, okay. that's enough. That's enough, <laughs> anyways. Number three. <sighs> Man, number
0: three, give me some. What are your maybe I can refresh okay? So
2: my my answer would have to be very different. My answer is going to have to be, obviously, the time I've only spent with you guys. So, okay. Think of your third, and I'm going to try to give you my three most vivid memories of being at the store.
0: Yes. Oh,
2: fuck. I don't even know if I haven't because there's nothing really crazy that happened at the store. But number one, I was there was obviously the car running through the building. So, everything that was involved with the car running through the building, whether that's um, calling nine one one. Whether that's like when all the mess and all the cleanup was out of the store, all of you guys went home. It was literally just me and Tony, just like sweeping up. There was literally a physical hole in the wall of a building that was unreal. I've never seen that before. So that's probably memory number one. Uh, memory number two of national sports. Oh, actually, I'll give you a number. Kind of a little funny nugget about one about that car. Do you remember uh, Tiago when he got hired?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he
2: was getting interviewed as a car went through the building. So the car went through the building. We ran out of the office. We were like, what the fuck? Like Sean was helping this old lady get out of the car. And all I remember was seeing Tiago like behind the impact table. And he was like filming with his cell phone. I was like, oh man, this is an awful day. (laughs) But I remember that was one of my memories of uh, Tiago and uh, the store. I don't really have much else, dude. (sighs) Number two and number three, like, you know me, man. Like, I've always just tried to keep that even keel. Let's be productive. Let's just stay there. Not much of this or that. Like, I was always at that even keel, but... Two and three? I don't know, man. Number two was definitely you fucking bothering me about, like, giving you five less hours I did the week before, the week after that, like... And the, oh, I was on, yeah. and the amount of rage that you had, like I'd even have my lunch bag off of my shoulder and you were like staring through my soul in the basketball department as I was walking to the office. My jacket was still on and I fucking knew every single time something was up because of your face In your face. I could always fucking tell I'd be like, oh, something's up today. I posted the schedule last night. It's probably the schedule. Or I put you together with somebody that you didn't want to work with, or like just something. I knew that there was something. So
0: no, that, that wasn't was... it. I, I don't think I got frustrated with that at all, ever.
2: No, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't that part. But Did, no, it was I, I knew the that hours. there was always something up. I was I knew there was always something up.
0: I, I, I needed the hours, man. I like being there. <laughs> I, I like being at the store. So you know, whenever I wasn't there. It was... Mm.
2: Number three, I don't know if I have a third memory again because I don't have very much. That's uh, number three. That's I remember a
0: funny one. Is uh. <laughs> Eric, oh, Paulo gosh. was still at the store. All of these, it has to do with Eric, man. That's like right. every, uh, Paulo, so it's me and Paulo in shipping. Eric decides to take a phone call. Hard goods line one in shipping. Kicks his feet up on the desk. Eric, hard goods. Can't remember what it was about, but Paul ended up telling a customer something that wasn't true in Eric's point of view nonetheless all you hear from Eric's mouth is who told you that Paul well you shouldn't be listening to people who aren't going to be working here much longer <laughs> Paulo and I were in tears man in like his feet kicked up on the desk his messy hair and oh man yeah that was
2: a funny moment. Uh, I've got, I, I actually have my third one, <clears throat> but it's not relative to you. You don't know this one either. Um, but it actually happens. What day is it today? Today's uh, Thursday. It happened on Monday this past week. It literally happened on Monday this week. But uh, all I have to mention is Sean, uh, Microsoft Teams uh, conference call. And someone very vividly trying to watch the faces on our uh, on our computer screen. I'll leave it at that. That's all I can oh say, because that was my third best memory. Um, you know, when you get those belly laughs and the belly laughs just make you like really tear up. For me, what really gets me is like the reaction of like the person laughing. So Sean was uh, Sean was trying to use lunch. Sorry, I'm, I'm cracking up with this. Sean had his lunchbox out. He's having his lunch just like this. And uh, he had like a chicken drumstick. So in his uh, container, he pulls out the chicken drumstick. And and both... Sean was like fucking red. When I say red, you know how, how white Sean is. He was fucking red. Like his face was dying of laughter. He could not stop laughing. And all he was doing was holding his lunchbox, holding a drumstick, a chicken drumstick, and he was laughing like this. Like he could not stop laughing. And uh, yeah, dude, that's probably, me- that was probably memory number three. I'll tell you when I, when I pull this off the podcast, but good memories at the store, man. Very good memories at the store. Yeah, but man. I think what's important uh, for me specifically, young adult, uh, first store that I've ever managed. You know, a lot of you guys I inherited, unfortunately, a lot of you guys are my guys, but uh, I want to say that of the people that I inherited out of all the staff that I really worked with over the last couple of Of years. Um, I really did enjoy these last three and a half years very much. So these are probably my best three and a half years with the company. Um, I'm going to miss all of you guys. I'm going to miss the company. I'm going to miss, you know, talking shit about some employees. I'm going to miss talking good stories and some good moments. Um, I'm going to miss everything about it, man. So I just want to say thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of your rest week and, uh, you know, sharing some wisdom and some of the things that you learned along the way from your journey of starting at national sports and moving into your future career. And uh, again, thank you for doing the podcast, man. Uh, it's always good to sit down with colleagues and I just wish we could do this in person, you know, and then have people here in the setup and uh, do this in, in live real time, non-stay at home order
0: times. Right. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, thank you for giving me some social interaction to better my health. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of The Manny Project Podcast. Don't forget to download, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can now listen to The Manny Project Podcast now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You can also visit our Facebook page and our YouTube channel at The Manny Project. And you can also visit our Instagram page for the latest updates and upcoming guests at the.manny.project. Be safe everyone.